Welcome to the Mosaic Marriage Podcast. And if you know anything about mosaics, you know they represent things that were once broken but were beautifully put back together. So you know it's got to be good. We bring real and honest dialogue from a husband and wife's perspective. From the good, the bad, and everything in between, we share how God can take brokenness and make a beautiful mosaic. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the The Mosaic Mosaic Marriage Marriage Podcast. Podcast. It's been a minute, I feel like, since we've come to y'all with a new episode and lots has been going on. Um, We were supposed to have this episode to y'all last week, but with the news of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi and the other passengers um, on the helicopter crashing and passing away, it really rocked my world. It really struck a chord with me. And me and death don't aren't friends. Like I hate death. I remember I talk to God all the time. And I'm like, I wish that's the one thing I hate that you created. Like, I, I wish you could just get rid of it or allow us to just everyone to just die at an old age. I hate death. Um, it affects me on a deep way. And like, I was crying, like I know them and I don't, I never met them. And I wasn't even a Kobe Bryant fan but I respected him and I, I knew his greatness, but I just wasn't a Lakers fan. So I never was like, yay, Kobe, but I knew he was great. And like when he retired, I was having him all um, everything with his family that he's been doing and always putting his family first, but really making sure his retirement was about his family and not about him and uh, getting them involved in all his stuff was just so inspiring to me. And so, uh, babe, you can attest, like I was down and distraught, like, yeah, and it was a. I mean, it's something that's understandable with someone that's polarizing like that. And not only is his, uh, he wasn't only polarizing on the court, but you could see that he was doing so many things off the court after uh, his basketball career. Like he, he won an Oscar. Touched on. Yeah, he won yeah, an that, Oscar. That's awesome. That cool, little, uh, <laughs> that cool little I love basketball uh, video that he created. And um, just to see how involved he was with his daughters and um, just sports in general. I mean, he, you know, he, he was an avid soccer fan. He was big on that. Um, and just he touched so many different athletes, so many different kids, you know, all, all around, all around the world through different organizations and stuff that that he was a part of. And, um, you know, like I, like I was telling some of my friends, like, as long as I've I've watched basketball, Kobe Bryant's been in it. So or talked about even after his retirement, he was still talked about. Yeah, yeah, but we, we we all know him. We all or know of him. You know, know him as a basketball player and his spirit and his uh the the fire that he played with, and um, you know that inspired a whole lot of us in the sports that we've all played. And so to see, you know, we look at those guys as heroes. So. And, and you know superheroes, so they're they're always immortal to us until they're not. So. Yeah, we're reminded that they're human just like us, even though we view them as superhuman. Of you know they're gonna live forever. It's like he played through all these crazy injuries. He and you know he's supposed to live forever. He's supposed to be like eighty, and you know the W he was gonna get like the WNBA back popping, and you know my daughter was gonna be out there, <laughs> you know playing and. Um, yeah, so it's just been sad, and 
So our hearts, our prayers have been going out to the families of those affected. Um, I've been praying constantly because unlike us, when things happen and we can go to social media for relief, like they really can't because it's everywhere. Like, so where do you go when you just need a mental break from thinking about it? So I've just been praying for them and just, you know, they're like we, we, Kobe was a hero to the world, but like that was their hero personally. And so they're having to deal with that. And then, you know, with their sister and daughter also passing away. So I just pray that each family affected gets the healing um, that they need in due time and that they seek Jesus. So I did not want to start this episode in a somber light, but I just felt like I wanted to just to get that out there because it's been on my heart. And um, that's one reason why, you know, we've been a little behind on episodes. It's just life happens. And that really just struck a chord with me. And I still can't believe it. So rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Gigi. Rest in peace to everyone else that was on, on that helicopter. Um, I pray you knew Jesus, which I, I believe Kobe and Gigi did, but I pray everyone on the plane knew Jesus and accepted him as Lord and Savior um, of their life. So on another note, <laughs> on a happier note, we are going to be talking about sex today. S-E-X, sex. Everyone loves to talk about sex. It's like everyone, everyone loves to talk about sex. Sex is so polarizing. It, 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 sex is everywhere and, and it sells it, you know, there's songs about it. It's, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. You can't go anywhere and not like really see sex somehow. So um, obviously we're going to be talking about sex in marriage and expectations versus reality. But first we have a little hot topic, um, not hot topic per se, but I don't know if you guys are like me and, and like reality TV. Um, I like a lot of reality TV. Some I don't watch. I just, I just can't watch it. But this show in particular, I've been watching since season one. I think I missed two seasons because I was just over it. Like, oh, this has to be fake. Like the experts suck. They just, whatever. So I skipped two seasons, but I've been back like the past two seasons watching pretty, pretty heavy. So I watch Married at First Sight. Babe watches it too sometimes, but this season, he's like, yeah, you got it. Go ahead and watch it without me. So I'm like, yes, I can watch whenever I want to. Uh, <laughs> that show, I'm just, them, them experts, man. I don't know. I don't know how they're considered experts because they pick some questionable uh, people. Yeah. They, they're, their matchmaking is very terrible. So um, would you, if if you didn't know me, of course, right? Because clearly was I was pre, the perfect pre, match. Pre-decent? Pre-decent. All right. Would you get married at first sight? I mean, I'd be down to do it. You know? Why? I'd be down to do it. Because, I mean, if, if I had gotten to that point, and I know I just said, you know, I don't even trust these experts after, <laughs> after watching the show. You know what I'm saying? But um, there's there's a bunch of different reasons why those couples don't work out. Because some of them people are just crazy. They're foolish. Like, oh, if y'all don't watch it, watch it. You thank me later. Thank me later. I want to hear in the comments that y'all been watching it. It come on Lifetime. They, they, them people don't be putting in no type of work, man. Like they just anyway. So uh, yeah, I, I think I'd do it. I think I'd be down to do it. I'd be down to be married at first sight and let someone else choose my match for me. Why? Because 
I just, I'd just be down to do it. I'd be down to do it. Like, uh, if you were at that point in life, and you're like, you know, it's not been working for me. Let me let y'all do it. I really want to get married, and I just haven't found somebody. Yeah, I'd do it, but I also, you know, have the heart going into it that hey, you know, y'all gonna choose this person for me. I'm gonna trust that you're gonna pick uh, someone that I can work with in order to reach that final destination of you know being married and having a successful, fruitful marriage versus how, you know, watching the show, some of them folks be going in there and they don't want to do no type of work. Like, oh, you matched me. We're supposed to be perfect from the jump. You know, we're not supposed to work on chemistry or nothing. We're just supposed to click and that's it. Mm-hmm. When uh, That's not real. And you're going to go through things. So you're going to have to learn, you know, you're going to have to go in there with that mindset of, oh, no, it's not just a six or eight week experiment. At the end, I got to decide, am I still really going to be married or not? Like you go in there, if you're getting married, you should already have that mindset that this is forever. That's what the vows are for and stuff. So, yeah, I, I would do it. Me personally, I, I wouldn't mind getting matched and going through the process and putting in that work. Yeah. So what, when you said um, that they'd be expecting to have the chemistry from right to jump, a lot of the people on this show, right, they compare it to dating. It's like, oh, when you first meet someone, it's a spark. Well, duh, because you're only going to go to somebody that like you're attracted to or whatever. You like what they're doing or whatever. there's some sort of attraction that you have to them versus this is someone you're meeting at the altar. There's cameras rolling, cameras all around. There's your family, your friends. Um nerves like it's it's different than just dating and it's like well if i was dating someone we'd be further along by now like you just i think people go in and they go in with the wrong expectations like you can't expect you can't um compare it to everything you've done because clearly if everything you did was great you'd be married already and you wouldn't need to get on the show and just to interject real quick if you haven't watched the show the first time that they meet the person that they're marrying is at the, at altar. the altar so their family's already there you know you're at the you're at the wedding Cameras are rolling. This is the first time you meet them is right at the uh, right at the altar, right when you're about to get married. And this is the first time you find out their name and everything. So could I do it? Yeah, I definitely would do it. Um, I (laughs) I would. I think it's a great process if if they match you with someone who's like minded and who understands the gravity of marriage and uh and how the gravity of marriage and how um, important it is and how it is hard work and how you have to be willing to compromise and things like that. As these people, it's hard for them to get out of their single mindset. It's like, to me, if you know you're going on the show, you're applying for the show, you're making it to the next steps, like your mind has to start changing immediately. You can't wait till the altar and be like, okay, oh, I'm no longer single. Like you have to get off that single mindset well before you cross the the um well before you start walking down the aisle to me and I think they don't and so that's what that also makes for good tv right (laughs) you're watching and you're like oh my god but yes I definitely could do it because I mean I got married right now after knowing I got engaged after knowing I'm for a couple months so I'm like a hopeless romantic and I just feel like things happen and uh you just go with the flow and you you put it out there. You tell God. You pray to God, and He'll He'll make it work if it's His will. So uh, I definitely would do it. I would trust the experts. I would also let them know, don't play with me. Like, don't match me with no fool. Like, for real, do some real background checks. Don't play with me. And they probably wouldn't choose me because 
<laughs> I'm like, don't don't play with my emotions like this, Smokey. <laughs> That's just, a Friday reference. Just, just real quick, like I said, I didn't trust the experts, and I'll give you an example or two from the yeah. show why I don't. There was one at one uh, season where the girl got arrested on their way to the honeymoon because she had a warrant, warrant. Out for her arrest for some like stalking crazy type yes, stuff. Yes, she was stalking her ex, y'all. She had a warrant. The experts like, oh, we didn't know what. So you just you just matched me with a felon. So like right, I mean, imagine getting married. Uh, you're already going through all these emotions. Getting married, you know, just yesterday. With the person that you just met yesterday, now y'all on your way to the honeymoon the next day, you get to the airport and your new wife gets arrested for some stalking. But he was full too, because he he had every reason to leave right then and he was like, nah, man, I think I'm falling in love with her. What? Y'all been together 24 hours at the most. You think you fall in love? And so he was a fool. They was foolish together. They didn't work out, if y'all want to know. That's but good. y'all that's, need to go that's back just and watch an that. That's an example of why I said I wouldn't trust them folks. Uh, or they're questionable in choosing who they choose. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So <laughs> with this, they all have like this dilemma. Do we have sex on the first night? Do we have sex? When do we have sex? How soon should we have sex? All this stuff is going through their head. So... Babe, pre me. Pretend like you know I'm just a friend, right? I'm homie. I'm the homie. I'm, I'm the homie, Disa, right now. Would you have sex on the first night? On that show? On the show. Um, I think it goes. It goes off of the chemistry, like the chemistry. I mean, you talk about sex before marriage, and you wait till you're married. You're, I mean, you're married. It's a real. It's a real marriage, even though you just met them at that time. Um, well, would I have sex as long as the chemistry is straight? Then yeah, I would. Cause uh, mm. well, hold on, hold on, check this out. Before, cause these people, you know, they're this is just the form of an arranged marriage, just like a modernized arranged marriage. And all around the world, there's other uh, cultures, there's other um, religions and stuff like that where they're they know they're gonna get married, right? But they don't have the option of an out in eight weeks. Yeah, but they shouldn't. These people in this experiment also shouldn't go in with the mindset of "let me give it eight weeks and see if I really want to be with you." Type stuff is a marriage. You're choosing to be married. You're you're saying you want to be married, and marriage is not an eight week trial. Even if it's in this experiment, it's a real marriage that you got to go through the whole process with. And if you're going to get divorced, it's just like getting divorced any other. It's a real marriage. So if the chemistry is right, if you can get, if y'all have a, the right chemistry. It comes down to uh, a choice that both of you make, obviously, because it's got to be mutual. But, I mean, if the chemistry's right, I, I'm married. I don't see why not. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying with my words, y'all. But I would go in thinking I wasn't going to have sex because I just felt like if you have sex right off the bat and you don't know the person, it's almost kind of like a one night stand ish, even though you got to keep waking up with this person, but you're not building a good foundation. Like, I don't know your name. I don't know your favorite color. I don't know your mama name. I don't even know your last name. I don't know nothing about you for real. I know that hopefully you clean because they wouldn't put you on the show if you, you know, wasn't clean. I know that much. But other than that, like, I know you're, attra- I know I'm attracted to you. I know you're fine. You know, I'm fine. And, you know, yeah, we probably are attracted to each other, but. I don't think I'd want to start it off with that. 
not that I'd want to start off as friends, but I'd at least want to get to know you a little bit before we just go into sex because then when then sex will take precedence. He'll be doing some questionable stuff and you see all these red flags, but you you trump you you mesmerized by the D. You know what I'm saying? Like it's real. And you 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 making foolish choices now because you mesmerized like like the fool talking about he was in love when the girl got arrested. Come on nah. now, that's mesmerized. He mesmerized nah. by the P. Nah, I don't agree with that. I think that all comes down to somewhere to a a, a um maturity. It comes down to some maturity. I mean, you you can build from that. That's still something. That's still a fruit of being married. But you can choose to have sex and still prioritize getting to know each other and doing all that stuff too. That's not going to take precedence automatically unless you let it. So if you go in there with the mindset of, Hey, we're getting married and we're married now. We need, we need to build upon that. And at that point in your life, you should know, you know, that's not, that's not what that is. You're not married just to have sex. Right. I'm not saying that I'm saying, but sex automatically draws up emotions, especially when you're in an emotional situation quicker than it normally would especially for women. So I see that's why women will be more hesitant to have sex because it's like, well, I don't know you, but now, now I like you a lot because we've been having sex. Like it's so then when they do something wrong or that you didn't know about them that you don't like, it, it hurts a little deeper because now I've already started these feelings that wouldn't have been here if we hadn't have had sex, they already are here. So then what do you do with them? And that's just from a woman's standpoint for the most, most part, most women, you get some extra feelings or they or feelings that you could have developed, but they just come quicker than they probably should have. So, no, I wouldn't. As, at least that's what I'm saying with my words, y'all. <laughs> I wouldn't. So, anywho, that leads us to our main topic, sex, Expectation, expectations versus reality in marriage. Like when you're married, when you're getting married, you like have all these expectations like, yeah, man. I don't got to feel guilty. I don't got to worry about nobody doing, you know, dirty stuff on the side. Like, we about to be rabbits in this thing versus reality. What really happens? Well, I think it all goes down. I mean, that's always, that's always I mean, I, I was a part of a group at church and uh, this men's group. And we had this brother in the in the uh, in the group who was um, wasn't yet married. but He was rapidly approaching that that wedding date. And so, you know, he had asked us in the group, you know, the rest of us being married, he had asked us, you know, man, what's married sex like? Because, you know, you're not, you know, it's it's guiltless sex. You can have sex all the time as much as you want. You know, I can get it in all the time. Do y'all get it in all the time? Like, wh- what's that like? And so, you know, all all the rest of us are married. We all look at each other. We start laughing. We have some brothers put it, put their arms on on my guy and be like, look, bro. It, it, it sound good. It sound good. And sometimes it might be that way. But you about to find out. You about to find out. And it's it's not a it's not no negative knock or nothing like that, but um it's definitely different. I mean, you go in there like me and Disa, when we first got married, it was a lot different because uh we didn't have kids or all this responsibility that we have now. We barely and, had any bills. You know, all, all this other stuff. And so that I think that's that's where um, that's where that's where it all comes from, right there. You you go through these different seasons, but I mean, when people ask, you know, how often how often should we have sex when we're married? You know, what's 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 too much sex or what's too little sex? And I think that goes to you, like you and your marriage. You guys have to decide that. Like, 
if both of, if somebody has a super high sex drive and they want sex twice a day every day and you, the other person has a lower sex drive and they're like uh you know about four times a week is good for me you have to find that happy medium it says me twice a day for seven days a week that is way too much uh, uh, I, I don't think that's way too much at all but uh, uh when but are that's, we- <laughs> but that's but that's what you know that that's why there's a that's why you got a compromise yes that's why there's a compromise but hold up, hold up. If we haven't sex seven times, no, seven days a week, twice a day, when do you have time to do anything else? What you mean? It's, because, it's a priority. Because, hold because, up, hold, hold on, up. There's 24 on. hours in a day. Yes, there right? is. But we're okay. working for eight to 10 of those, right? Which include commutes and all that kind of stuff. You got kids to take care of. You got to sleep. You want to shower. Like, I, I'm just saying, I could see seven times. I mean, I could probably go on your phone and look at your screen time, right? And see that your screen time <laughs> is like six, seven, eight hours a day. You I'm know, in marketing. You cut that off. Huh? I'm talking about whole But you can look at the time slots. If, if you're at home scrolling all the time, hey, you cut that out. You can you can cut that scrolling out for us to get it in a couple more times a day. Y'all see week. what I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a priority thing. Twitter, you, you you refreshing Twitter all the time. The same thing gonna be there. All right. Okay, Sports Center. All right. So, anywho, yeah. So let's get back to it. <laughs> um. So yes, I would say when it comes to how much, how often is something you have to decide based on your marriage. You gotta like find you what's right for yeah, you. Yeah, the happy medium for you. As long as both parties are happy and no one feels like, um, what what am I? Like, that, that don't feel. Uh, if they're not feeling desired or unappreciated or something like that, you just gotta find you know you know what works for you. You gotta talk about it. You gotta uh, y'all know each other. Um, and that's just a, that's just a topic that you do gotta talk about. You gotta make sure that uh, that y'all are pleasing each other and meeting each other's needs in that area. Yeah, because if you're not, someone else is willing and waiting. And not that that like you you just gotta do what you can to protect your home, protect your marriage. Um, so with married sex, so when they, when people talk about, oh my gosh, we're married or dudes, I think dudes do this for the most part versus girls or women. Um, they're like, man, we barely got to have sex, man. We was having so much sex before we got married and to me, like, I think it's a play of the enemy, right? Cause he makes sex look so good when you're single, when you're married, it's like sex. What is that? Sex? Nobody's having that. And it's because he hates marriage for one. The Bible says we're not supposed to be having sex outside of marriage. So that means if you're not married, you just shouldn't be having sex. And if you're married, you shouldn't be having sex with anybody that you're not married to. And but he makes affairs look so great and go and awesome and glorifying. And he makes premarital sex look amazing. To me, I'm like, any sex should be more sex than you had when you're single because you're supposed to be getting married you know, a virgin. Obviously that doesn't happen most of the time. But so we had that conversation the other day. I'm like, well, realistically, one time a week is supposed to be more than what you was doing before. Um, if you follow the Bible and do it, <laughs> follow its guardrails um, and its protections, then that's how it's, it's supposed to be. But that's not how it is for the most part. And so I think that the devil likes to make you see sex before marriage as exciting and fun. And, you know, it's, it's what you see on TV and 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 all that good stuff. But when you get married, it's like, oh, this is boring. 
let me go look elsewhere or uh, we're not compatible. Let me go divorce her or divorce him and go somewhere else. So I think it's a play on the enemy of why there are so many sexless marriages or un- marriages with un- an unfulfilled sex life. I think it comes from, uh, I mean, sex is all around us all the time and everything. I mean, you know, whether whether you're getting uh like a Victoria's Secret email or something like that about a sale that's going on. Everything is geared towards sex. You're not buying panties and lingerie and stuff for any other reason than to set up, you know, try to have, make yourself look sexy or whatever and try to, you know, build that up or whatever. Savage by Fenty. Ladies, thank me later. Mm, It's it's cute and comfortable, but okay. And so, I mean, just everywhere you look is there in some form or fashion. So it's always, you know, we're always reminded of it. Um, but once you get in marriage and, you know, sex is just w- another one of those things that gets affected when you get married, because now you're around each other all the time and everything that marriage brings and life brings in general. Um, a lot of times, I mean, at least we did, we got married young right at the beginning, right before we like are heading right into our careers and stuff like that. So, you know, before that we didn't have much going on except for, you know, school or whatever it was before and then now you know we're in our careers and we have kids and life has you know started you know we got a lot of stuff going on in our life a lot of different responsibilities and stuff like that and once you are married and you have all these things that are happening in your life all at the same time that you got to be responsible for then that's when you know you start spreading yourself thin in terms of time in terms of energy in terms of uh, in terms of uh, attention to different things and sex starts to slide, can start to slide, you know, down the list of what's what's what you uh, what's a priority in your life. Mm-hmm. And so all those things start taking a hit, and you know you start prioritizing work or doing other things, you know, because of bills or whatever it is that you that you got going on. Whatever it becomes a priority or whatever is high up on your list, and because you don't have time or whatever, sex starts to fall down that list, and then. You know, you find yourself struggling in marriage with sex and feeling, you know, when I when I feel I want sex, you're too tired or, you know, when I want to have sex, you're too busy. And, you know, I know that's something that we've dealt with in our marriage because my schedule has always been the complete opposite of thesis for the most part. And so I feel like I'm having to give up sleep or I'm having to sacrifice all this because now here you come ready. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm sleepy. So uh, what? I we I, I heard this somewhere. I don't know if it was through a marriage seminar or something we went to, or if it was just like on the radio. I don't know where I heard it from, but it was make sure if you want to make sex a priority in your marriage because it is a benefit of marriage. Like that's a good thing. Sex is good when it's in the com- confines confinement of marriage. Um, to not let it be the last thing you do. Like don't you know, get all the kids ready to bed, get them to bed, take a shower. And then now you're, you watch the TV show, y'all are laying in bed and now it's like, okay, I'm just like, good night. Like, no, it should come before you turn the TV on. Like, yeah, take a shower. But like, as soon as you get out the shower, you know, let, let's get to it or in the shower, you know, like, don't let it be the absolute last thing you do in your day because then you are tired. Then those excuses do start to come on because now it's 10 p.m. and I got to get up at five and I got to do this and I got to do that. And you have all these reasons, which are valid reasons, right? 
but it shouldn't take precedence over your marriage. And so the show can wait. You got DVR. You got on demand. You got all that stuff. You got Hulu. You got Netflix. Like it has a pause button that can wait. And, you know, you can spend, you know, depending on how fast you want it or if you want it to hold, you know, whatever. We can go 10 minutes. We can go 30. You know, sometimes, you know, for me, I'm like, hey, I just need that little quickie right quick. Have to teach him the art of the quickie because he don't like quickies. But I'm like, there's an art to it. It's it's great. Quickies are all awesome. You know, <laughs> so, man, it's like an appetizer. Man. It's like an appetizer. Not every time you don't need a quickie, but sometimes it's like, hey, them ki- the kids in there playing. They qu- like, look, come on right quick. Like, it's a quickie. It's an art to it. Anywho, that's another conversation for another day. But yeah, don't make sex the last thing you do on your day because it is it should be a priority to you. You should want to make your husband feel good. You should want to make your wife feel good. Like that's a part of marriage. Yeah, and getting back to the expectations versus the reality. I mean, like I said, you know, life life has a way of uh beating us up sometimes to where that falls down the list. But always, you know, we're always reminded though that sex isn't, you know, sex starts outside of the bedroom. And, you know, it starts with intimacy and there's many different ways for you to build up to that sex throughout the day, throughout the week to to where, you know, you're still prioritizing it. You're still having your spouse feel wanted and desired um, outside of just, all right, let's let's get get it in right quick. You know, so um, I agree with you that intimacy, sex, like it, it starts well before the bedroom, well before the clothes are taken off. What, but what are some ways that husbands and wives can build int- intimacy throughout the day so that when they come home, like that mood is set? Uh, there's a various amount of ways. I think um, sending each other a text message, you know, sending a text message, um, expressing um, your desire for each other, you know, um, just, uh, Sexting. Yeah, you can sext. You can send. Decent can send me videos, pictures, whatever. Whatever, you know. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to receive it. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, you can send each other text messages. You can compliment each other. You can do those little things that that your spouse likes for you to do for them, Um, whether that's buying some flowers on the way home or something or a card, running in some bath water. picking out something for them to put on. Um, I know Disa, she, she likes massages. So I know if I, if she were to come home from work and I had some candles going and stuff like that and had it set up for, for some oils and stuff like that for me to be able to give her a massage, I know that that's something that would make her feel, um, you know, wanted. And just, just knowing, just doing things like that that she said that she's wanted or um, different things, just taking note of those things and being able to to make it happen. So things that show her that I'm listening to her and that I care for, her, you know. Oh, hopefully I get that massage on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, I'm just right? putting it we'll out see. there, we'll you know. We'll see what happens. They say closed mouth, closed mouths don't get fit. So, um, yeah, I agree with all those. I think those are great ways to just build it. Um, because it starts well before the bedroom, like, especially for women, it takes longer for us to get warmed up, like, and, and, and flowing and ready, physically ready to have sex. So if the, the more you can do to prior to that moment, 
the better. And I think the better the experience is overall. But, um, you know, we all know, like, sometimes there are certain seasons where you can do things like that and you have the time to do things like that and your spouse is going to receive those things well. But then there are seasons where it's dry. It's just like in a drought. You've been doing everything. And the rain is just not coming. Like, nothing nothing seems to be working right um, in that area. So I know you wanted to expound on that a little bit. Yeah, it's just different seasons where everything's lined up for you. I mean, I know for me, um, one of the things is my schedule for work changes a lot. And so in doing so, sometimes we don't spend as much time together um, as we've been used to spending together. And so that throws off um, a lot of different things. That throws off, you know, when we are around each other, there's things that we do have to talk about, you know, keeping the house running and making sure that everything is taken care of and that we're not missing, you know, there aren't any gaps in anything since we are a lot of times passing and going. Um, so that can be an obstacle. Um, there's also other things, you know, if, if you're going through, if you have uh, family members that you care for or family members that you're close to and they're going through something um, and you're stepping in and helping them, however that may be, you know, if you have parents that you take care of or, you know, sick family members, anything like that, that also, that's another thing that can affect the mood and um, create a challenge in being able to spend time together and be intimate and care for each other. Mm-hmm. And like, or if you just lost a job and like, um, you're just really down and out about it, that, that can affect it. Or if you just got a new job and it's like, oh my gosh, I just have all these new responsibilities and you're just not sure how to carry that load quite yet, quite well yet um that's another challenge that could 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 come to it because even with my um position now it's my first time managing people and sometimes it's heavy y'all like sometimes I come home and I'm just like ah this is so tough and it's you know it's hard to find that balance because now I don't want to talk to anyone you know I come home I don't want to talk to you I don't want to be touched by you I don't want none of that but it's you know you just have to learn how to leave that stuff at the door And I think that goes with any season. Like you have to learn how to um, really segment because baby would always say, oh, if something goes wrong in one part of your life, you let that affect everything. And I've had to learn how to like, okay, yeah, compartmentalize like that has nothing to do with this. Like, yes, things are freaking tragic on this side of my life like the walls are falling down over here but on this side of life it's fine and like I can focus on the sunshine over here and like leave the hurricane back over there and I'll deal with that when it's time to face it again but instead of letting it affect everything and so that would affect our sex life because I'd be like oh my god work is this and this happened and this happened and didn't mean like this and then I'm at home and I'm just like still in this mood, even though he hasn't done nothing to me. And I think that all goes back to what we touched upon earlier in the episode about prioritizing. Um, you know, you got to prioritize your marriage and uh, sex in marriage should be prioritized. Yes. And that's something that you have to uh, be on the same page about so that you both understand each other and what we're all going through. But um, also still making time for that and uh, making sure that we're meeting each other's needs in those areas. Yes. And in another 
sex or not sex, but another marriage conference we went to, not a sex conference, a marriage conference. Uh, they were talking about sex and like the benefits of it. And one is like, one, it gets rid of headaches. Right. So we put that to the test. I was like, I have a headache. It's like, oh, let's see if this works. I got something for you. <laughs> I, got, I got just what the doctor ordered. And so uh, it actually does. It does work. And maybe it's because you're not focused on the headache anymore. But uh, yeah, it works. But another benefit is like if you're having sex in your intimacy and you're intimate like that, then you're you're likely to argue less. You're more happy. Those endorphins are are going and you're just happy all the time it's like hey y'all hey what's up and you're just happy because it's like working out right like those happy endorphins are all moving throughout your body so sex is good not only for just your marriage but for you in general like it it can change your mood like so if you come home and you're in a bad mood and just be like babe i just need it right now because i mean i'm just in a bad mood and watch your mood gonna change because them endorphins are flowing. You ain't gonna finish and be like, "All right, get away from me." I mean, I hope you don't, but for I don't think you should. Those endorphins should be rolling at that point. So, uh, I agree. And uh, another thing that we actually didn't mention yet, but I mean, when talking about expectations versus reality, um, you got to know what each other likes. You got to make that a priority to know each other and what each other likes, what what turns them on, what turns them off and uh, everything in between. So. Right. Sure like if you, you take that time to learn each other so that you know what each other likes so you don't kill the mood by doing something that your spouse wasn't expecting <laughs> or doesn't like. Make sure you get on that. Yes. And with expectations and reality. So if you came in with the expectation of. You know what? My wife finna be Cardi B stripper in this joint and she ain't got no and your wife ain't got no rhythm. Like it's probably. I mean, that's probably not. the. It's not just going to happen. Or your wife is like, what? That's that's disgusting. I wouldn't do that. Like you just have like he said, you have to know your spouse because um, you could make or break the mood. And, and then that and then could also upset. Then yeah. you're going to be upset. You're going to be upset. But also it could tear down some trust of. Um, well, he expects this or now I'm not doing this. So what is he looking at? What is he thinking? What is she thinking? And so then it, it kind of creates some um, insecurity. And so you don't want that in your marriage. And so if you came in with the expectation that sex is going to be just like the movies in marriage, like it's not. That's just the reality. I don't think any marriage out there is going to say, yes, my married sex life is just like what they portray on TV or just like what they portray in the movies. It's just not because life happens. Um, but if you can communicate what your expectations are, both parties communicate with each other and then come up with the happy medium and the balance in the middle, the compromise, um, then I think your reality could exceed what your expectations were because now you created something beautiful on both parts that each person is happy with, that each person is excited about and um and, and I think it'll la- lead to a happy, long-lasting, sex-fulfilled marriage. Yes. Sex. And I feel like everything we talk about has to go with communication. And sex is no different. You have to talk about it. You both have to be on the same page. Um, no, Neither spouse needs to feel like there is an obligation or I have to do this. Otherwise, you know, 
he's going to do this or she's going to do that. Like it should be mutual. Sex is supposed to be mutually beneficial and enjoyed by both parties. And it's so the fruit of being married is one of the fruit. It shouldn't be transactional. Ladies, we can't use sex as a manipulation tool. Like, oh, I just going to give him some sex and he going to get me these new shoes I want. Like, you know, you, I don't think you should, uh, for lack of a better word, you shouldn't prostitute your marriage like for sex. Uh, it's manipulation. Yeah. And same for fellas. Like, don't use sex as a as a stronghold, like as something like, oh, you better do this if you want this. Like, mm, that, that's that's abuse. It's not the way that marriage works, not a godly marriage. And that's what we want to be a part of and want to build is a, a marriage that brings glory to Christ and that um, others can look at and see God shining through because we can't do it on our own. We do it. We're only able to do it with God's grace and mercy. And that's that's just the reality of that. Yes. And um so this is like the month of love. It's February. So our next episode will also be talking about sex and how to keep it spicy. So make sure y'all tune in for that. But to end this episode, you want to leave y'all with this scripture. This scripture is going to be 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 5. Uh, and it reads, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife. And likewise, the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Oh, that's such a good scripture. I love that scripture. Um, so this week, I just want to leave y'all with homework. It'll be fun homework. It's not the homework. They're like, oh, I got homework. Homework. Let's have sex with our spouses this week. There's seven days in a week. Let's try to do at least four times this week. Let's have sex. And ladies, I want you to initiate it two of the four times. Fellas, I want y'all to initiate it the other two times. And if you have more than that, that's extra credit. Great job. <laughs> uh, but let's. Let's make sure our marriages are fulfilled in every way possible, spiritually, emotionally, and sexually. So with that, we love y'all. Have a great week. Have sex. Have sex. Let's get it in. Ow, ow. Ow. That's my Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>